Welcome to Let Me Tell You Why Welcome You're Wrong. To let me tell you why you're wrong. Proof we can disagree. Proof that we can disagree. No, 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 no. That's not wrong. wrong on so many levels. And still get along. And still get along. That's fair. You know, I think that is true. I think that. you're right. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. I get it. I'm Greg Radcliffe. My name is Morgan. fight today we might actually fight are you talking about me and you no me and him all right well hey so i uh i started i wish i would have started recording before while we were going through that but uh i've started already so here we go okay. indeed. but uh hey welcome everybody let me tell you why you're wrong and uh, we you might notice if you're watching this um we have a special guest with us today yes. and it is alex and alex i'm drawing a blank on your last name Furioso. But we call, makes me do we fear. refer to you as the coffee boss? Yes, sir. You're the one coffee boss, Alex. How are you today, sir? I'm good in yourself. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here and tell everybody why they're wrong. That's <laughs> so, um, just a little history about Alex. He is the person that inspired the show. So Morgan and I actually were arguing one night at your other brother's house. Pretty intensely. And Dave kept going back and forth, back and forth. And he was like, this is pure comedy. He's like, it's hilarious to watch you guys like just argue. You should do something like that. And then yeah. Morgan goes, okay. She went and bought a mic. She texted me. She's like, we got to do this. And at the time, I had owned a business, The Human Being. And I started thinking about it. Well, if I start arguing and saying my true opinions on why I feel certain ways about certain subjects... Feel like it was going to alienate customer base, so I ah. couldn't do it, and I didn't want. I mean, trust me, I love to argue like anybody, but uh, I've since sold the business, Breaking so now news. I can talk freely, and it shouldn't affect anybody but myself. There you go. Well, and to be fair, I mean, it, it, we we don't really have a lot of listeners. We have, yeah. we have, we <laughs> have a solid, we have a solid base, but this isn't like Joe Rogan's podcast or really anybody's. You but, never uh, know. Got to start small and then that's get up. true. That's true. But uh, well, that's awesome. Well, that's cool. So basically, Morgan, you're telling or you guys this is the this is a, a slow way of phasing me out because I don't really argue probably as much as you do. No. Yeah, um, this is where we announced that Greg's departing. <laughs> right, as we might have a good episode. run. Uh, no, well, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, so we uh, we don't really have a topic today, um, but uh, we did have an idea, Morgan, that uh, of what we were going to do for our non-sponsored, and that is in the shitter at this point. Because well, we just—I mean, <laughs> we do this thing where we do a non-sponsor. Okay. I have to tell him because you know he's not one of the people that listens to our fucking show. Okay. Well, I listened, I looked a little bit on YouTube on your Starbucks McRib thing about yeah. the pumpkin spice and mm. pumpkin spice, you know, if you go to the human being, they have it year round, but you know, obviously the two of you are big supporters. Um, <laughs> and then McRib, I mean, I don't think anything at McDonald's is actually meat. <laughs> it's it's not. A big supporter. I know. She walks in with Starbucks. It's classic. Yeah. At least it's not Dutch Brothers. Um... Can I just say real quick on Dutch Brothers, I don't get it. I don't get it because I feel like it's just this. Hang out the freaking windows and showing you half their freaking body and they jump into your car. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a little overbearing. Where did Dutch Brothers start? Is that a California thing? Grants Pass. Just so Grants Pass, Oregon is where Dutch started. Human beings started Medford. So they're actually like an hour apart. Oh, really? So it's a little crazy. Huh. Well, well, I just didn't get, I don't get Dutch Brothers. Everybody, like, they freak out about it. I think most of their drinks are too sugary anyways. but It's sugar, coffee. Yeah. Also, everything's made with breve there. Half and half, which is fattening. Yes. Oh. Um, anyways, we were going to do a non-sponsor. So right. So we have a... So it's not brought to you by the human being. The human being. Well, the it's human not. being. It's not. <laughs> it's because not. I don't know his ice... He has oh. about 15 grand around his neck, but he can't throw us a free drink or two. It's more than 15, but that's oh, cool. Dear. Oh, man. Well, a little humble brag. Um, so, <laughs> but I, I, will, I will clarify, though, he would be that you guys actually, uh, I, you have thrown some free drinks our way. We, we came over, because I don't think I've only, I think I've been around, I think I've been over to your house once or twice, but we went over there one time for a 4th of July Fourth of thing. July. 
and uh, and everybody was kind of drinking, and you had been drinking a little bit. And I, I remember sending my daughter up to you because you mentioned briefly getting some free coffee cards, and I'm like, sweetheart, go ask him because I knew that. You're a dad too, and when a little girl comes up to you, you're not gonna be like, no, sweetheart, you can't have any free. So exactly. I, I had her go up to you, and you gave us this stack, like uh, oh, just a knot of them that was just was. I just want to say that I feel like I'm closer to Alex than you are, and I've never gotten the stack. Well, ever. you, you got to send your kids in to do the. Yeah, you I, don't, I didn't know I how have to use my, my kids to manipulate <laughs> the situation. Oh, I got no problem with having my kids manipulate. Wow. <laughs> Child labor laws. So, anyways, yeah. So that's our—they're not sponsored by the human being, but we, uh, you know, if you now we're really not because (laughs) there's no chance. (laughs) So I don't uh, like I said before, uh, we don't have really a topic to go through. But I was just going to say one thing, Morgan. We were talking about topics that we wanted to do, and uh, you mentioned that people were trying to cancel Joe Rogan, and I had not heard of that before. They are for what? Um, because on his stand-up special from, I want to say, like, two-ish years ago. Oh, Jesus. He made a comment about uh, Caitlyn Jenner. And then recently he said, because Twitter does this thing where if you dead name somebody, meaning you use, like, if you call Caitlyn Jenner Bruce Jenner, then oh. you get banned from Twitter for life. And he said he doesn't think that that's an appropriate reaction because you can call someone, like, the C-word. You can tell me hope or they die. and they call don't call him a fuckface. I heard that. Life. So he's like, come on, like that seems kind of childish. And so now they're stating, now people are trying to cancel him. No. I don't think it's taken much footing though, because. Well, isn't he, isn't he moving out of California anyway? Well, he's, he's, in, in, he's in Austin right now. Yeah, he Austin. moved out. He's done. Okay. He's done with California. Yeah, mm-hmm. the state's already crazy enough. Lots of people Did are leaving. you hear about the wealth tax that California's trying to pass? Yeah, like 55 or 60% or something ridiculous. And then they're trying to put a 10 year. Um, like contract per se on it. So if it gets passed this year and you move out of that state over the next 10 years, they'll back tax you. But they Oh my gosh. Then, right? You would think, I mean, it's a gorgeous place to live until the fires, but I mean, I, I lived in San Diego for a while. Absolutely loved it, but I just don't know how Facebook and all those tech companies stay there. It's an attraction for businesses if you have the money, if you're trying to start a company, it's kind of hard to go to the most populated area where rent is going to be astronomical. Um, but now with everything that's happened uh, during this pandemic, basically I am working <laughs> for the. I feel like that re- was a loaded word. Uh, yeah, pandemic. Touch on that. <laughs> but this false scare that has killed less people than the flu this year. Yeah. And now they're just classifying it. Anytime somebody dies, if in fact they do have Corona, they're saying they're dying from Corona. So then they get a tax break. They get like, I've heard two numbers, but I've heard right around $35,000 per death. Per death, the hospital will get. And I believe, don't quote me, but you get a, based on the amount of tests that you take, you also get a kickback. Um, I have three friends that went and got tested well, I should say showed up, the line was too long, kind of checked in, they're like, oh, you have an hour wait. They were like, excuse me, but my appointment time was right now. And they're like, yeah, we're running behind. So they just left, didn't even take the test. And then they got mailed test results that they were positive and they didn't even take the test. What? Yep. That's why I don't believe in this whole thing. I think it's a farce. I think once the election's over, this whole thing will go away. What if Trump gets reelected? Will it just get worse? I think I think they don't have four years of fight to go through this anymore. So they're rustling up they're rustling up this this problem now in the hopes of like, listen, this is our chance to get something settled. And if it doesn't work out, they're just like, okay, well, we'll have to try something I else in not four more years. Or I haven't historically been Team Trump. I think that's one of the things we might have argued about. Uh, However, yeah. I will say he took the Democrats. <laughs> And turned them into anti-vaxxers so fast when he pushed his expedited vaccine. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a genius at getting people to, like, call themselves out on their own bullshit. You know what happened is he is, he is uh, he's his own person and he just doesn't care. He's like that whole song, I've got zero fucks to give. There's no more fucks to have. He just doesn't care. 
So he does what he wants to do. And he's also conceited enough. And that's not a bad necessarily thing, but he's like, he's just conceited enough to go, listen, you can tell me whatever you want, but I'm still going to do whatever I want to do because what I'm going to do is right. And what that is, is it's not the political game. The political game is you play, you go back and forth. And he's just like, China virus. People are like, you can't say that. He's like, bullshit, watch me. I just did. And I think it makes them nervous because they don't know how to predict a guy like that. And the political game is a... So here's a question for you. So in the latest political campaigns and all these commercials, Joe Biden's out there saying, you know, the healthcare system is broken. We need to fix the healthcare system. He made it. Aren't you the motherfucker that screwed it up with Obama? (laughs) Obama that screwed the healthcare system up and now you want to fix what you already fucked up? Yeah. It's too little too late and no. Are you guys best friends? No. Why? I feel like you guys are just going to like best friends forever nerd right? out on all the things you agree upon. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, why don't you just go talk to my father-in-law and you can agree with each other all day. Um, well, see the thing that we're agreeing on right now though, I think is the fact that there is, I just think that right now the, the, and I say liberals or leftists because there's people in the, like on the left side that are a little bit more just normal. And I don't really have any problems with that. It's these, I heard, uh, I heard somebody call them right once that America's turned into a, a kettle of pussies. Um, because they're just, (laughs) just because everybody's like, they're just, they're weak. They're weak minded. They don't stand up for themselves. I look at other people that are like people that are maybe five years younger than me, or even the kids coming up nowadays. And I just, the point is, is that the world has gone thrown upside down because they're just, you know how, um, Netflix just released that documentary about the social dilemma. Yes. I've not seen that. Wait, is that the one with the kids? No, that's the, that's little cuties or something. I don't know. But the social dilemma talks about, it tells you what they do with your data, about what they take off Facebook, what they take off Instagram. We know TikTok just got banned. Yes. But then people were like, well, why would they, why would Netflix, who seem, is seemingly kind of like liberal and why would they release this, this documentary that exposes everything, right? But then they were like, well, how many people are now deactivating all their social media accounts? And then therefore now they their only source of news is not from each other word of mouth saying, Hey, did you see this article that got buried or this? They're only seeing mainstream news. So actually by exposing that they take all your data, it pushes people off social media and makes them then more controllable. I deleted my Facebook and Instagram in February and I haven't looked back. And now it's like my wife will be sitting there on Facebook laughing at something. And I'm like, what do you, what's so funny? And she'll show me and I'll be like, oh yeah, I saw that like six months ago. And she's like, oh, aren't you special? And, but now I find myself going to like USA Today and New York Times, even the local, you know, statesmen, just reading different articles and picking and choosing what I choose to read and what I choose to believe, opposed to sitting there scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and all these freaking bullshit articles and just people i think the problem with society today is everybody has a problem with speaking their mind face to face right everybody's afraid that you know oh well if i'm wrong you know i could get behind a computer and i could type something out but i'm just gonna bitch to bitch um they're gonna bitch to get something for free or they're gonna put somebody on blast and then when someone tries to defend themselves or get the whole story they just hide behind the computer and don't answer I think that's the problem with everything that's going on today is we have too much technology. I mean, kids today on their phones. I mean, I have three kids and all of them have phones. All of them have iPhones, you know? They're yeah. sitting there at the dinner table. Well, they table should. Now. You have a $20,000 necklace around your fucking neck. So it's more than that, too. So when you're <laughs> My kids down, are listening to music on their Zoom. Sitting down at dinner and your kids got the phone up and got the, you know, AirPods in and you're like, Hey, can you get off the phone? Like, can we have dinner as a family? I just think that today people don't even sit down with their, their whole family and have actual family dinners anymore. Um, I know that, you know, growing up, we used to sit down and we'd have dinner and parents would say, you're not getting up until you finish eating all that. And if you don't eat it, you're eating it for breakfast. Whereas nowadays you got, you know, moms or dads who are making four or five different freaking meals for each kid and each person. And, Everybody's eating at different times and everybody's just too busy. Yeah. That's my opinion. I agree with you. And that's, this is a tough one for me because I definitely am guilty of making different meals. So is my wife. She'll make three different dinners. And I don't want to, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want my kid not to eat. 
Well, to be fair, because like I, I don't, we generally will make the same meal, but I'll make something different for myself, mostly because I'm trying to eat more. Like I'm trying to eat a specific way. Like just so you know, Greg mentions his fitness every episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know if you- And he'll show you his six pack if- oh, yeah. Yeah. No, um, but I'm just saying, I've, did, I've done that before, but for the most part, we eat the same thing. But we, we also have like a four-year-old. So you can't, you can be like, hey, it's pot roast. And uh, you either eat it or go hungry. But if you've ever dealt with a four-year-old that's freaking out, it's... Uh, yeah, but it's not how they learn how to eat different meals. You're right. No, you're right. It's Isn't that why all the children of today eat chicken nuggets and French fries and Chick-fil-A and that's all they want? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Chick-fil-A is really good. I don't think it's that good. It's pretty good. They don't even put mayonnaise on your sandwich. I got to go put oh, mayonnaise on my own sandwich? Part. They have their own special sauce, man. The it's special called Chick-fil-A sauce. Is sauce. It is. That's all you need. Can they, will they put it on your sandwich? Nope, you can put it on yourself. You can do it yourself. They'll give you the... Do it yourself. If I'm paying $6 for a stupid cheese chicken sandwich that I can get the same thing at Jack But can we talk about their drive-through system? It's the most efficient drive-through system that I've ever encountered. I like the app. I always pick my daughter up the other night, and she's like, Dad, I'm hungry. Do you, we have anything at home for dinner? And I'm like, eh, probably not. And she goes, okay, can we go buy Chick-fil-A? And I was like, Sure. She gets on her phone, she puts the order in, and she's like, what, what kind of car is this? I'm like, excuse me? And she goes, I gotta put, type in what type of car this is. I'm like, okay, it's a Dodge. And so she types it in and she goes, okay, pull up, uh, uh, space eight's open. I'm like, okay, and then she types it in and literally the girl comes out 45 seconds later and says, here's your food. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like it was- I have a question. Yes. Do you think if you weren't spending $25,000 on a necklace, you could it's afford something better than a Dodge? Dodge Challenger? <laughs> I have actually. What about my Escalade? I'm just teasing. I know you just fucking with me. An Escalade. I have two cars. What year Escalade? One for every other day. Yeah. So every other day I switch or one week on, one week off. What year Escalade is it? Uh, nineteen. Black on black. I thought you were gonna say like if you would have said like 2015 or something like that I'd be like what are you, what are you a 22 year old drug dealer is that what's? Yeah. How do you think I made all my money to afford a necklace? Well, because you see those Escalades now that like are like- You didn't sell that much coffee. No, but like a 2014, 2015, is the Escalades, those 2014, 2015 right now, they're not all that expensive, but they look nice, but they, so you can see a lot of like 23 year old, 25 year old kids who are like, hey, look, I got an Escalade. Yeah, you got a $14,000 Escalade. So. Still an Escalade. Do you know what I drive? (laughs) What? That little. A Kia. That uh, the soul, the box they're about car. ten, twelve thousand dollars, brand new. Hey. You can fill them up every three weeks with gas. I do fill mine up like every week. Yeah. So I, who's I really just, who's really the smartest one on the Zoom call? Hey, uh, so if you're the smartest one, what are you going to do this afternoon after this call? How you? Uh, what do you need from me? You need my vehicle. Uh, yeah, I do need your vehicle. <laughs> I got a truck recently. And so I'm helping Morgan. I'm, I was going to do it anyways, but filling up a truck with gas is a nightmare, by the way. I've never yeah. experienced that before. This is my first truck I've owned. And it's a... Uh, it's a big tank. It's a big tank and the, the mileage, because it's a 2011, so it's a used truck, So, but it's an F-150. But it's, uh, it doesn't... It's like 15 miles to the gallon normally. Like driving my, Challenger, my Challenger gets like 11. Jeez. And if you want to drive it in any fun way, it's probably less than that, isn't it? Pretty much. And it's fun to drive, let me tell you. Because what's the point of having a Dodge Challenger if you're not going to drive it like, a, like an ass? Uh, yeah. That's the point. Anyways. So what topic are we going to argue about? Yeah, let's... Yeah, we, we've all just been, agree- been sitting around with like a big old agreement circle. <laughs> Except for Chick-fil-A, which whatever. You guys... I don't Maybe. care for it, but... <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I disagree with you less now. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed too, Morgan. You recently, since we even went, since we started this. I've changed. You have changed, I think, pretty dramatically. Yeah. Uh, you started coming around to. Is it the pandemic? It's the pandemic. It's changed me. Well, I wonder how many people like you have had that happen. Meaning like you get, because I think part of the, the, what changed you is that issues came up and they forced you to take a closer look and a lot of stuff in this shakeup of the pandemic and everything and George Floyd and all this different stuff, it all came out and, and things are being brought to light that you didn't maybe realize before. Yeah. And so and someone favorite, like you is. My favorite quote that I saw online that sums up how I feel is someone said the left is losing the middle. 
That's a good point. That's a good way. To and I feel like I was kind of middle before and the left keeps getting more and more left. And I'm just like, mm -mm. yeah, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I, I think it's going to, I think Trump's going to get reelected. I'll be honest. I have people now, what is your guys' opinion? I have friends that think there's going to be civil war after the election. I see the people that like America and want it to kind of just continue on being good, which is I consider as people that are kind of in the middle slash to the right are also the people that probably own the most guns. So I don't think it should get that serious because if I get some granola eating dickhead from, from Portland going like running at me with Birkenstocks on and his patchouli oil, you know, homeboy sitting out, you know, from Eugene who has camo pants on and, and drives a Dodge Dakota and as a gun rack is going to not have a problem with that. So You know what I do admire about Greg? What? He gives zero Fs and he just tells it like it is. Like, you could never run for president after this podcast. Yeah, you could. I think that's what Trump <laughs> has basically shown everyone is you can be open-minded and people are not going to agree with you, but yeah. they're still going to right. at least you're going to stand up for what you believe in to take a chance. I mean, there's a funny thing. I mean, you know Trump doesn't drink at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. he doesn't. I do know that. Like, we talked about that during the Epstein yeah, episode. I was like, huh? I mean, a guy I, who's off his whacker that much, you'd think he'd get a couple of cocktails and I'm going to freaking, you know, go a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but yeah. apparently that guy's stone cold sober. Yeah. That's him sober, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good luck. Get a couple of drinks in him and then hand him his phone. Yeah, oh, no get on Twitter. We just started a war with nine countries, damn it. Well, so I don't really, I guess the point is, is I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think there's going to be a civil war. I, I doubt it. I think that they're going to whine and complain. Alex, to your point, like it's going to be like the, the, the election is going to happen. Whatever shakes out, it's going to be, they're going to be over. This is a, this is a final push by a bunch of whiny babies to cause problems so that they get their way, which is fine. I don't remember there being this much. California. What's that? If anything, we'll all have a war with California. And they'll all move, all the ones that don't want to be there will move here. Well, they just, they, they passed a law. You can't have more than 10 bullets in a, in a gun now. So if you're walking around with a Glock that's got 16 in the, in the mag and one in the chamber for 17, you can be arrested. I mean, it's like a felony or some shit that like they've outlawed all magazines over um, 10 rounds. They barcode their ammo. There's only certain ammo you can buy. There's certain guns you're not allowed to own. They also so, just passed that law where if you're within 10 years of somebody, they will not have to register as a sex offender. So technically a 24 year old could have sex with a 14 year old and they wouldn't have to register as a sex offender. This is in yeah, California. Yeah. What I, I, have I not mentioned this before? How much I hate California Morgan Yeah. multiple times. What, how, how, how bass backwards is that? Right. The, the dichotomy between those two laws, like, hey, 10 years, listen, if it's within 10 years, we're going to be good. You don't have to register. We don't want to uproot people's lives. How many bullets are in your gun? Nine? Mm -hmm. Good. It just seems so stupid. It's so arbitrary. The bullet thing is like, basically, it's like putting a Band-Aid. It's, it's such a California solution to a problem. It's like, really, we don't like guns. We don't like gun violence. But you know what we're going to do? We're just going to give them less bullets. Okay, so I carry more guns. Mm-hmm. If like you can like, get them. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. They're like, oh, the, the education system. It's like they're the like LA Unified School District, which is like the, one of the biggest school districts in the nation. Um, they, they a couple of years ago or something like that. They were like they were having low test scores, so they just changed what was considered passing. They lowered the bar. Like, they manipulated the system to get more government funding. Yes, it's it's ridiculous. And weed's legal there, so they shouldn't have any financing problems. They shouldn't. Every other state that weed is legal is flush with cash. California can't figure it out. It's because they make stupid policy decisions. And I've heard, I've heard actually contractors and, and people like that talk about like building in California and like the LA area and stuff like that. And they say the reason it costs so much to live in most of these places is obviously there's real estate changes, but a large portion or a big portion, bigger than it should be, a like reason why things cost so much is because there is so many layers of bureaucracy and so many building codes that California has put into place that are completely unnecessary that make building such an incredibly expensive endeavor. So if they rolled back some of these things, like they have like nailing schedules that are ridiculous and they have like certain requirements on the foundation. Meanwhile, all because of like the hint of safety. They're like, oh, we gotta make sure it's safe. We have earthquakes here. Meanwhile, there's like houses from like the 1950s 
that are totally still standing, still solid, and have been through all the earthquakes since then. And it's just because they make stupid policies because they, it's a fill with a bunch of politicians that have a job and they really like doing it, doing the job of governing. So they're like, well, we got to start making some things to do. They can't just sit back and go, okay, let's leave this, let's leave this alone. It's like they're self-perpetuating machine, I guess. So more laws, more regulations, more things, more things. That's government. I like to time Greg when he gets on a rant. I know. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> oh, shit, are we going to be able to talk or is this the Greg show? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, can I be, to be fair, I did, uh, I tied a few on last night and I was not feeling super clear headed this morning. So Uh-oh. sometimes, but I, I'm good now because we went to Sherry's and I, but I, I, uh, worked out. No, I did the opposite of workout. I went and ate like, Steak and eggs. <laughs> biscuits and gravy pancakes, but I still have that like kind of head feeling where you know you're like, I'm a little, a little off. Buggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we gonna argue? I know. We're just gonna sit here and circle jerk or what? Like, <laughs> we got a topic here. Well, we had a couple topics that were on the agenda. It was California okay. and harassment, sexual harassment. It was so, sexual harassment in the workplace. What about it? You for it or against it? I'm for it. It all depends. I mean, I, I believe that everyone has a line and kind of puts their foot to the line. I mean, it's flirtation, but I also understand that if you're making somebody feel uncomfortable, that you should stop. I mean, nobody should feel uncomfortable in the workplace. I mean, you're going there to work. I mean, you can't pick your coworkers, you know? So yeah. I, I do feel that there should be a line. Now, I think this is bullshit, like how this could be considered sexual harassment, like how you touch somebody on, on the shoulder. I mean, yeah. Cause know, it's, just because it's unwanted. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, Morgan doesn't seem to mind. Clearly. So, oh, real um, quick, though, I will tell you, there's this, there's this lady at where I work who is, she is smoking. And the other night. <laughs> she is at the center of this uh, podcast. Is yeah. it your wife? <laughs> yeah, I work from home. <laughs> That's why you were looking going. Yeah, you're like, what? Horrible joke. <laughs> we get it. You're married. Yes, so- <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, but no, I no, think. I want to tell a story. Tell a story. I have been. I think that I've been sexually harassed at every job I've worked at. Really? Okay. No, that's an exaggeration. Let's say. Well, it depends on what your definition of sexual harassment is. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first instance, I was 14. Okay. And he called me in his office, and I thought we were training because I just recently started, and he showed me a printout about how to give a blowjob and ha- said he needed me to read it. That's a little excessive. Okay, yeah, that's, that is clearly there. sexual harassment. And then he um, <laughs> took the paper away from me because I was sh- stunned. Like, I was very sheltered. My dad was very protective of me. So to me, I was like, uh, like, it's how not like this, How old was this guy? He was probably 30. And you were 14? You were yeah. 14? And that's more that's his years. move? He just has like <laughs> and, a sheet? Um, Read then he this. He took the paper away and he said, so his girlfriend worked for my mom. That's how I got the job. He took the paper away from me and said, don't tell your mom. And then walked out of the office. That's just awkward. That is awkward. It's not even the good, like he's really bad at sexual harassment too. So like that should be, that should be problematic on two fronts. One, it's sexual harassment. That's not really right. But was two, he just hoping I would start doing game. it? What? Like what was the end goal there? Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Read and be like, Oh my God. I, you know what really makes me aroused words on a page. Okay, what's the other what's the other instance? Yeah. Um I get the sense I you're making this up. I told my you? husband this and I'm afraid cuz he listens. Okay, don't 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 talk about it then. How old were you? Were you married? Yes. To Brian? Yes. Oh, yeah, don't say it. I mean, you probably should tell somebody if it was severe. Now he's going to ask you cuz he, if he's listening. Oh, no, I, now, now. I, I, there's people that know. I just haven't told Brian oh, okay. because I thought he would lose his shit. Well, he probably will. Brian is like a quiet storm, I think. I would like. Fuck with I him. would not mess with him because he's like, he's very easygoing. He's a cool guy. I like him. His family, but I feel like if you really made him mad, it'd be like, watch out. He won't be mad at me. Plus, he's real. And I'm strong. out of the situation now, so I could tell it. Okay. I, the reason I didn't tell him at the time is because I didn't. I wasn't in a situation where I could just leave, because you know, unfortunately, I have not unfortunately, I have to have income. And so I knew that if I told him while it was happening, 
that he'd be like, you're quitting, you're quitting. And then we'd be like, okay, well, how do we? Now you're worried about, yeah. Well, you got what? Life too, so. yeah. Can he hear you? Can he hear you right now? No. Not unless he's sitting outside well, the door. I don't, I don't, we were, this isn't going to be released on Monday. So you could, you could say it and then tell him in the, in the interim. I'll then, just let him listen. And then okay. ask. <laughs> that'll be the, that'll be the test. If he actually listens, if he's actually a supportive husband, <laughs> if he doesn't say anything about it, he'd be like, Hey, you don't listen, do you? You good or? <sighs> so, um, so for no some of the examples being, um, small things like come into my office. I come in there and I think that I'm having a meeting and he says, you know, you don't normally wear form fitting clothes. You look really good. You should wear that more often. And I said, I said, Oh, I'm uncomfortable because I feel like you need to set the precedent. And he goes, shouldn't be uncomfortable if you got it flaunt it. So not getting. That's well, I mean, also you have know. insecure individuals who have a position of power, think, feel that they can say whatever the fuck they want and they shouldn't. But the most blatant, blatant sexual harassment, I would think was showing me a private part. Good old dick pic. Was it a dick pic? Um, it was like. Just the tip. Do you know, was it just the shaft? It was like a little, like dick cleavage. Just Could you imagine? That's a Joe Rogan joke too, where he's like, imagine if we just had like a, a window in our pants that just showed like just the shaft of it. Cause that's how it is like with women who are just like, look, like you don't this? get to see, you don't get to see all of it, but you get to see basically all of it, but not the nipple. So it was like, Hey, you can see all of my junk except the tip. There you go. I think you'd be asked to I leave. feel like you guys are missing the point of this conversation. I'm not. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think everyone in their nature flirts. Everyone has a little flirtation in them. No, all right. 90% of the people. No, I mean, I will say that people, but I don't feel like it's ever appropriate as you, as being a former owner of a business, Mm -hmm. if you said, Hey, you look really good today, and a girl said, I'm uncomfortable with this, would you continue or would you say, Sorry? I'd be like, Sorry. And every time I talked to her again, I would have somebody else present in the room. So there was always a third party witness. Would you then follow it up with a picture of your. No. Oh, like, this hey, the- you, look, you look pretty hot today. Yeah. Hey, by the way, here's just a tip. No. Yeah. Um, so wait, the person that told you that you look good in form-fitting clothes is the person that sent you. Oh, it was always the same person. I actually have a whole list on my phone of everything. I started, I started taking notes. It happened so often. I, I kept a list of everything that he would do and say to me. Okay. Well, that's obviously inappropriate, but I think that there's a, there, there has to be a level though. Like there has to be like, there has to be, I don't know. The first part of what you're saying, like, hey, if somebody said, if that person, remove all the other things that they did. If they said, hey, you look really good today. And you said, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Or, hey, you don't really use, you don't usually wear outfits like that. If they didn't say form fitting, but if they just said, hey, you usually don't wear outfits like that. You look really good today. And if the girl said, I'm uncomfortable. And you said, in like a nervous sort of response, just say, oh, well, okay. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. Anyways, let's talk, you know, if that was the case. I think that's just flirting. And I think there needs to be some of that because I think sexual harassment and all that me too crap is, is diminishing. What? You think there needs to be that? So you think that I just needed to be like, Oh, I do look good. No, I'm saying that there need, like, it's not, there needs to be room for something like that where somebody can say a compliment to. I, a I agree. Uh, there a needs compliment's to- a compliment. Like if you, if, if, if I were to say Morgan, you look good today. Right. He said, I feel uncomfortable. I'd be like, get over yourself, sensitive Sally. Like, I didn't say, hey, nice tits. Or I didn't say, hey, you have nice form-fitting clothes. Like, yeah, that's over the edge in my opinion. Right. But it also depends on the person. But I don't think that there needs to be any type of harassment that people need to take. I think everybody maybe needs to chill a little bit on the sensitivity. But I also think, I mean, I'm kind of on both sides. I mean... Nobody should feel uncomfortable at work, but then again, some people need to stop being so sensitive to maybe words or, I mean, no one should be touched inappropriately. No one should be forced to be in a room with somebody they don't want to be in a room with. I think that there should always be a third party. I think that there should be cameras everywhere nowadays, so you can always... But this is not me saying, like, there are men that I have worked with. There were other men at this corporation that didn't make me feel ever yeah. in, uncomfortable right. or it was just this one guy. It was this who one would, guy who just was like always leering, always making comments, 
always saying he wishes he could hug me and I would say you can't that's a weird thing to say yeah like was he picking his navel at the time when they own the company who do you go to HR but what if there's no HR it's not gonna do any good doesn't matter you're fucked (laughs) that's what I'm saying is like I just they might pay you to keep quiet yeah but at the same time it's hearsay now I mean that's the society we've come to is it's hearsay it's definitely not hearsay because he does it to many women but then many women have to come forward and they they could potentially that is true this guy is an idiot yeah but then, not, would you would you he's listening what's that yeah, hopefully he listens and knows that I never appreciated your advances or the fact that you would tell me that who was it who was it I'm not going to name names. Can I get in trouble for naming names? It's hearsay. He could, I mean, if he's listening or if somebody, let's just say somebody knows this person and you say something, it could be looked at as uh, demonstrative or slandered. Uh, he hasn't been able to, uh, I don't fucking know. It's well, up yeah. to you. If you want to say it, you can say it, but it's, I don't think it does anything. It's any okay. Good. I'm just, I just want to know because I'm curious. I'll tell you later, Greg. Okay. Um, there's, there has, would you agree though, that like to a certain point, all like it's a moving target and that's what I think makes it difficult. And also I think is what makes it problematic in both directions. Meaning it's definitely good that we stop and we catch these things and we get your me too and and all that kind of stuff, because those types of scenarios that are actually legitimately bad are good to stop and they exist. But on the flip side, there's, we've seen some of like the, the overreaching, super sensitive situations be called out. And it causes almost the actual things to be, I don't know what you guys talk for a second. Let me organize my thoughts. Jesus yeah, I think that, <laughs> well, Alex said with that, that like he said, you reported to HR, but the person owns the company, you're fucked, right? There's nothing you can do. What yeah. are you going to do? I think that that's where the problem comes in. So I then just have to either find another job, put up with it, because most people can't just walk away from their employment without any income. I mean, well, people can, they just choose not to. What? Sorry. I said people can, they just choose not to. So you're saying I could have just walked away. No, I'm not saying you in your situation. I, they, I, I've just, we've, we've had this discussion before. I'm we saying financially, if right. people have obligation, obligations and a house and children, sometimes they can't walk away. Some people right. can't live on one income. Or they shouldn't be put in a position where now they have to think about leaving and the financial toll it might take. Because anybody could quit their job and they could get back on their feet. It happens all the time, you know, when you get fired. But Yeah, but then you also lose an income while, I mean, jobs just aren't hanging on trees right now. Right. Well, I, I understand what Morgan's saying is, so in a situation, how would, how do you fix that? Yeah, how do we and fix that? it's kind of hard not knowing all the details, not knowing the business. Um from the outside looking in, um, I would just say, you know, you'd have to basically make it known that you're uncomfortable, like you have. Like I verbally said, obviously I'm this individual this. doesn't care. Well, I'm saying you're kind of yeah. fucked. Like, I mean, yeah. it's the owner of the company. The only way to get out is to get out. Get out, because if you try to sue him, or, I mean, then it's your word, his word, then all the the other individuals that. Um, have felt that way as well. I mean, it shows a trend. I mean, then you have all the years of the lawsuit, you have everything else, then it's money and da, da, da. And at the end of the day, you're out of a job now. You're out of I a mean, job either way, so. Yeah, I mean, nobody, should, I don't feel, no one should feel uncomfortable at work. Like that's just, I mean, you're getting paid to do a job and you know, most, most employees are supposed to help the company make money. So when you're obviously not, feeling like you're being heard, I would think then your work would diminish because the heart's not in it. Not necessarily like you're doing it on purpose, but it's just when you know the owner doesn't even care about you or your feelings, it's kind of like, how do you, you know, fight to do better? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fuck situation. This is like, you can't, you go to the owner and say, Hey, I'd like to sue you. Um, you have sexually well- harassing me. He's going to be like, Oh, Okay. Like, I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I don't honestly point, even want to sue. Like that's I'm not, not saying, my. I'm not saying sue. I'm just saying like, you know. Right. You're at Google, right? The president, CEO, of Google's harassing you. You go to HR. I mean, then HR gets involved, and then you get 
moved uh, departments, right? In a smaller situation, smaller company, it's kind of hard. I mean, owners wear many different hats. And I always told people if you felt uncomfortable, I wanted to know because I didn't want to put anybody in that position. I have three daughters. So, I mean, when I hear about that, it, it upsets me. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe I have offended people that you have worked for me. I mean, and I it think it wasn't done like maliciously though. Like it wasn't like, Hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. I mean, it was, you know, it was conversation. It was something I said, but if it was uh, one testicle, I mean, right, right. Hangs a little. So, I mean, if nobody tells you, then you can't fix the situation, but you've already told this guy and he's not fixing his situation. So he's obviously doesn't care what you think. So he's just going to continue to do it. Correct. You are fucked. Either, and either I find another job or you, you know, deal I can, with it. I can see what, like, I think there needs to be, like, like everybody gets, I think, a chance, right? You tell, you say something, it offends somebody, they should tell you, hey, I, that joke, you want to open the window? That joke offended me, whatever. I think that, um, you know, one chance, I think, would be, I think communication is key, right? Like, like, you you give if somebody is I lost my train of thought I'll be honest. Well, no, I know I'm saying. with you. you. Get one get yeah. out of jail free card. You get one fuck up. Like yeah, if like, I said, "Hey Morgan, you look really good today in the in, in this shirt or whatever." And you're like, "Whoa, hey pal, like uh that's a little over the edge." I'd be like, "Okay." Yeah, cuz you have to give people your boundaries and like if you don't feel comfortable then well, that was maybe, I think that's what I was kind of, when I was talking before and I kind of faded out, I think sort of that goes in line with what I was you thinking. You said it that, should happen in the workplace. What's that? When, when you, you said, when you said should be allowed. Yeah, when you said yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I reframe that. I think what I was trying to say is that is really, I think that's a good way to put it is you get sort of one strike because I was saying before, like it's a moving target. You don't know who in the, like where the line is with some people and you can, you can create a, a general, a general line right? Yeah. That's, that's 100%. kind of common decency type stuff. But sometimes in, in the form of a conversation, you might say something that you don't know that that person maybe has it trigger something in them that makes them feel uncomfortable or you're giving them a vibe that you're not intending to, like you said, Alex, like it was flashback. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, that should be allowed. You should get one freebie. Now the freebie shouldn't be like, you know, I grabbed dick her rear end or took yeah, a, yeah, her a dick pic. Like, over the line. Oh, hey, I just, I just did it one time. One time. Yeah. Um, but you should have one chance because if you don't know, and also you, you it's going to vary with individual people too. And it's, well, it's going to vary with power positions too, right? Like right. if you're in a leadership role or you have ownership stake in the company, you should probably be more sensitive to that than typical. Just like, let's say we're just coworkers, right? Because if we're just coworkers and we're equal, Alex can't fire me. Alex can't reduce my pay or my hours. Right. So it's when that, unequal distribution of power makes things a little bit more tricky because now the person in, that doesn't have the power feels alienated because now if they say anything, they could lose their job. They, they, could lose, lose. they feel threatened mm -hmm. because now it's like, Oh shit. If I say something, what if, what if those, what if the person I say something to is friends with that other person? Mm -hmm. What do you think about inner office romance? I think it I'm, could I'm work. For yeah. It? Well, yeah, if you work with your wife, obviously. No, but I mean, like, no, I'm just, just saying, like, when I was younger. Oh, just he doesn't okay. actually work with his wife. No, I just work, yeah. So I'm just, like, I think that in, in general, not, like, for me specifically, obviously, but in general, I think they should be, I think they should be allowed. That's one of the things where you should be allowed one one pass, because what if there is a situation, what popped into my head was, like, I am, I'm watching The Office right now, and, like, Jim and Pam, you know, in The Office, obviously, that's, that's Hollywood, but a lot of, a lot of people in the Jim world, Pam, in the real world, have they've met their significant other at work. Like, Hey, I work together with this person. I think it kind of goes back to the position of power thing. Like it gets tricky when they're in charge of you or they're your direct superior. But it also gets way hotter when they are in charge of you. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, well, if your job is on the line, especially if it's like the, 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 the power is, is tipped more towards the female side. That's I'm joking. <laughs> See, I told you he can't run for president. <laughs> <laughs> he could. No, it's like. <laughs> um, but you're right, Morgan. No, to your point, it is. You're right. When the power struggle is involved, that becomes uh, tricky. But I don't think inner office. I, mean, I think it needs to have obviously boundaries because then if you know it needs to be communicated with the human resources or with the owners of the company, 
Yeah. So they can manage the situation. I think it depends on the age a little bit too. I mean, in your previous business, there was probably a lot of inner office. Yeah. And we had made several rules of, you know, you start dating anybody that's in the same store, then you get transferred because we're always worried about getting down in the store after hours, you know, and then the whole breakup situation. I'm not working with him. I'm not working with her. She crazy. So it's like, you know, if they start dating, you know, just split them apart. Have to. Which one do you move? The the girl. No, it would basically, we'd figure out where they live. The more masculine one. We would actually try to accommodate closer to the other, closer to the house. Aw. Look at that. That's really nice of you. That's really nice. Yeah. That seems like a lot. That seems like a lot of work though. Uh, Owning your own business is a lot of work. That's why I sold it. Oh. What are you gonna do now? Nothing. I Buy more a, jewelry. A fire. It's okay. I got okay. some. I got a lot of ideas in my head. Yeah. That maybe you can help me with. Sure. Since you know. <laughs> sure. Sure. That sounds good. Hey, just uh, send me a fax with those ideas. A send, fax me a fax. <laughs> send me a fax. Send me a fax. Fax me. Um, no, I'm doing so, some stuff, but staying busy, enjoying my retirement right now are you even 40 43 and retired so funny story about that is my wife and i before we got married well right after we got married we were visiting her mom and all of her friends and obviously i am an acquired taste i'm a loud vocal individual (laughs) for those who know me and this one gentleman was like, oh, come on, you know, what the, what the hell are you going to do with your life? Da, da, da. And I'm like, I'm 23. I was like, don't worry about it. I'll be retired by the time I'm 45. And he's like, there's no way in hell I'm 60-something years old and I'm still working. I'm like, is that's because you work for the man? I was like, the only way to do that nowadays is get experience, go out there, learn it, do it, start it yourself, find a better mousetrap, and then build it up and sell it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my first phone call after I told my parents – that I had sold the business and I was retiring. He was my first phone call after that. And I was like, Hey Jim, how we doing buddy? And he's like, Oh, how are you going? Of course it's Jim. Uh-huh. Oh, it Jim. Jim Petter. And I was like, you still working these days? And he's like, Oh yeah, get up in the morning. He's a broker, stock broker. Get up in the morning. You're going to trade broker. I'm like, Oh, okay. FYI, we just sold the business. I'm retiring. He goes, what the fuck? He goes, are you even 45 yet? And I was like, Nope, 43. Click. Did you really just hang up? What? Did you and you just said you just did that? You went click? He was always wow. kind of a turd, but whatever. Let's uh speaking of you being an acquired taste. Yes, ma'am. How did you convince your dear, sweet, beautiful, kind, patient wife? Yeah, she was she was pretty nice. She's and so your kids nice. are really nice too. Rational, his kids are delightful. How did I convince her to what? To marry you. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty good. I knocked her up. You were Kevin Federline. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Actually, I proposed three times (laughs) to her, um, and she said no. And I told her, I was like, it was in January. It was was right on New Year's Eve. I was basically in between New York and California. And I had said, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. If you say no again, I'm going back to New York. I'm leaving and I'll never see you again. And she's like, what the fuck? Da, da, da. And I was like, listen, we don't have to get married tomorrow. We don't have to get married in six months. We could take a year and a half. I just want to know that the commitment level is where it is. I said, I, you know, don't bring girlfriends home to my parents. You've met my parents, you've met my sister, you've met my grandmother. Like, you know, I've introduced you to the family and you know, you're somebody I want to be with. She kind of looked at me and she was like, okay, well, if we don't have to get married right away. And so I was like, woo, you know, gave her the ring and everything and da, da, da. And Valentine's Day, you know, six weeks later, she goes, hey, you know, I got a Valentine's card and I'm opening it up. And it's like, you know, have a Valentine's Day, you know, love son or daughter. And I'm looking at her going, what the fuck is it, huh? And she's like, I'm pregnant. And I jumped up and I was super happy and did it then. She goes, that is not the response I thought it was going to be. She goes, I thought you were going to be pissed. I was like, hell no. I always want to start a family early. We've talked about that. And she goes, yeah, you want five kids. After two, we were ready to stop. Cecilia is my whoopsie. So we have three. But 
at that point I was like, well, you got four months to plan a wedding. And she's like, wait, what? I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not having a kid out of wedlock. We got married July 1st of uh, year 2000. We've been married for 20 plus years. And, and she's still happy. Oh yeah. She still loves me. I don't know why, but she does. And we are one of the um, original friends, like all the friends that we had at that time, still married. We're several of the ones that have gotten you know, divorced. Have gotten divorced. Who all told us, "Oh, you guys have only known each other six months. Now you're getting married." Oh, is that why she was hesitant? Because you hadn't yeah. known each other very long. We'd only been dating for six months. Oh, okay. And I think. And you after, proposed three times within that six months. Three times in a month. It was three times between Thanksgiving and Christmas was the times I mm-hmm. proposed. We started dating in June, and in November I'd already proposed. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was like, why was she hesitant? But six months, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. And her parents didn't like me. Do they now? Her dad and I, for the first 10 years that we were married, did not get along. And we get along, for the most part now, in small doses. Mm. So, I mean, he's a very opinionated individual. I'm a very opinionated huh. individual. I know, it's kind of weird. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, you know. Uh, you just have him on the podcast. Yeah. In-laws. But he'll, he'll need an agenda and a schedule and this and that. So, yeah. It takes so I, I could make one of those. I'm all about that. Greg usually has an agenda printed out. So what topic are we going to talk about today? Now that we've been on here for 40 minutes of we just did. babbling. This we is what we do. Topic. We sexually okay. covered up. What do you we, want to talk about? Yeah. Anything you want to get off your chest, argue the about? Next, for the next 10 minutes. I think I brought it up a couple yeah. times. No, I'm like, over it. I was really, really scared when it first happened. Now if you look. Um, well, what, what did I just send you? Yes. That thing with the mask. So there's a picture. So I just talked over you. But yeah, I know. There's like Fucking a thing with six, six masks. You know, it's smoke. You have a certain mask. You paint. You wear a certain mask. Um, you know, there's a nuclear bomb. You have a certain mask. And then, the you know, the, the worst airborne disease that this nation's ever seen Corona, you got a fucking piece of plastic or fabric over your face. I mean, right. Well, the science, they say science, right? They say like, check the science or whatever. That's That's the whole thing. Yeah. But the science of it is that cases technically are still going up, but deaths have been plummeting and stayed on a downward trend since April. And they're very, very low. And even if you look at the reported numbers from the CDC without taking out all the false reports, the death toll is still under 1%. Um, so it's like 0.6%. It's like it? 0.6%. So I guess I just wonder like, why are we shutting down and bankrupting small businesses? My favorite is this, where it's like, they say, I saw this meme where somebody's standing at a restaurant with their mask on and the virus is coming towards them and they're sitting at the restaurant and the virus just goes over their head. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you can go to a restaurant, and if you're sitting at your table, you can take your mask off, and you can be with people. But when you're walking to your table, you can't. Right. You can go to a restaurant, and but you can't go to so, church. But this whole thing is, it's a false reality where I believe everyone's kind of buying in just to appease the masses. Yes. Like, well, fear it, is a great motivator. Yeah, but I also think, to your point, it's bullshit. Like you said, so I'm walking in the restaurant, I sit down. Well, yeah. hello. If it's I if mean, it's truly airborne, then everyone's going to get it that's sitting yeah. down. Right. My favorite thing to do is go into a restaurant and then start coughing. <laughs> My <laughs> daughter started coughing today at Sherry's. I know, four-year-old. She started coughing because the chocolate milk went down the wrong tube. So she's like, <laughs> we're just we're all looking around like, this is funny. Because I think, I think people are doing it. Alex, you kind of said something in there that people are doing it just to appease the masses. I believe a majority of people, at least around here, are doing like the mask wearing and the da, 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 and they're not saying anything and not, they're not causing a ruckus just because they're like, well, okay, I'm not scared of anything. I don't believe this kind of crap. I'm just doing it because I don't want to deal with the nonsense of, of getting yelled at. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think we're all that, just going like, along to get along. To me right now, the more important issue is that small businesses can be open because it's not fair to me that target gets to thrive, but uh, and the schools. mom and pop shop has to be shut down. So to me, if it takes just wearing a mask, then do it. I'm not offended by that. I do think it's a little bit ludicrous, but 
Well, and kids should be in to go in and out of a place that wants to either adhere or not adhere to the rules. I mean, right. I think every business right now will say, oh, please wear a mask, da, da, da. Because they don't want to get sued. Exactly. And they can at least say, hey, we put it on the window, and if you choose to walk in and not wear it. I mean, I don't wear a mask. You know, and nothing I mean, stops you. And I've, I haven't been told by anybody, excuse me, I like to, to take that back. Bank of the West. When I went to close my account, I walked in and they were like, oh, you don't have a mask on. So I kind of pulled my shirt up like this and I said, okay, I got to close my account. Da, 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 da. And they were like, oh, well, you need to actually physically wear a mask. So I just kind of looked at my wife who had a mask on and said, yeah, she has authorization to close the account. I was like, by the way, that guy sitting over there is not wearing a mask. I go, is it because I'm closing my account and he's a current customer? And they go, they kind of smile. I, couldn't see their smile because they had a mask, but you know, like when you know someone's smiling. Yeah, you see like the little cheeks go up a little right bit. There, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, go fuck yourself. And I walked out. And my wife sat there and she closed the account and she this was like, why are you so against masks? His rational, calm, yes. patient, beautiful, beautiful wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when to take care of this, I'm out of here. But I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I recently was on a plane and we all had to wear masks and I'm kind of laughing because it's recycled fucking air. I mean, whether I have a mask on or not, it's recycled air. Right. We're in a fucking plane. You're not going <laughs> to... We're in a tube. We're all well, sharing everything. This? I can, so we can book a flight together and sit next to each other, right? But then... When you get on the plane, they have all these like areas where, you know, separation of everything. And we had actually got to the airport early on the way home because uh, business is concluded earlier. And I went up to the desk and I was like, hey, we're like two and a half hours early. Is there any way we can get on this flight right now? And she's I really want to know what they type when they do this, though. And all of a sudden she goes, oh, I'm sorry, we're full. We only have, oh, she actually said, I have one seat. I said, I said, come on. I was like, there's me and a, a buddy are coming back. I was like, can't you just put one extra person on the plane? And she goes, I'm sorry, we can't. We have strict rules. I said, really? I was like, so we're sitting next to each other. So if you have one seat, why can't we still sit next to each other? And she kind of looked at me like, because. Uh, um, and I'm like, because why? Well, in, in all fairness, she doesn't make the rules. I understand. But, but it is But dumb. for me, if, if there's a rule, then they should under, They should at least know why the rule is in place. Right. I mean, I like you, it, can, you can sit next to each other in the lobby or the, at the gate, but when you suddenly, when you get on the plane, you got to separate. Six like we were just, we drove in the same car. I mean, literally it was, there was, this plane was, you know, two seats on one side, two seats on the other. And so we were literally sitting here and then I look over and there's a person sitting in the aisle, but not the window. So like that person should have been sitting in the window, not the aisle. If you're trying to have separation, right? Like I just thought it was kind of weird. I mean, but the whole mask thing, I mean, you know, I think a rabbit's foot does just as much defeating the mm. crystal, the actual, maybe yeah, like the quartzite, your face. You know, around your neck or something. I don't know. Your thirty thousand dollar face. Yeah. Wait, is that is that necklace? Is that necklace your face? Yeah, yeah. it is. So you got that's a custom piece. Hold yeah, up the camera. Diamond Girls did it. It's thirty five carats. Oh my! You know what? You know what it looks a little bit like, and also only from the camera view. I can't see it up close. Do you know who Gabriel Iglesias is? Yes, isn't he a fluffy? Yeah, what? he's a comedian. The, 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 yeah, Thirty-five he's... carats. Thirty-five. No, carats. but it's so it's custom. You said the Diamond Girls did it. Yeah. Who likes jewelry more, you or your wife? Uh, I buy her all her jewelry, but I love jewelry more than she does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, I don't. I don't really wear jewelry. I wear a, a, a silicone wedding ring, and I have a watch. It's a citizen watch. It's not a bad watch. It's. There you go. All right. Well, I just killed that steamboat of a conversation. Uh -huh. I think we're all sick of the coronavirus. I think we're all sick of the pandemic, and I hate people that argue. Uh, I, don't I had hate people, Greg. You can't I, just hate people. I I hate people all the time. Yeah. I let's, let me put it this way. Yeah, I can't think of a nice way to put it. I I I do hate them. I don't want them to die or anything. I just. I hate I don't, the strong I, word. Well, I have strong feelings. I'm a man of great passion. Don't you? 
don't you feel like if we like approach things with a little bit more openness, we wouldn't be so divided? Um, well, see the thing, I don't, I don't think I cause divide. I just won't engage with somebody. Like I can have my feelings about Which somebody. Which is a division. If you will not engage with somebody and will not associate with them, that's a division. That's a side. Engage and associate are not, are, you're, 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 you're not putting the right twist on it. Like you're saying, you're trying to explain what I'm doing, but you're putting a lot of extra mustard on it. What my point is, is that if somebody I don't is, like mustard. If somebody, yeah. If somebody is doing something that is really annoying to me, or they have a viewpoint, I will just, I will let them talk. I will placate them, and I'll just be like, I'm just not. I don't have time for you. So, I, mm. I don't need to create a bridge with that person. I just because I mean, they disagree with you in a certain value, you're just gonna shut them off. In that moment. Yeah. Okay, not, that makes not sense. A person in that moment. A, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like the whole relationship. Just no, like, I said when I so I won't engage with them is what I mean is I'm not going to continue talking and having a discourse with that person just because I don't want to deal with a, a, an argument with somebody that I don't in, in a topic I don't need to care about. I have many friends that think dramatically different things and opposite things from me, and I just will not. They'll bring it up like at the house, and I just won't. I'll either take their side or just agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? I have a couple friends a like people, that. He's a people pleaser. Well, I also have a couple of friends that it, you know you could you could always disagree, no matter what you say, they're never going to agree with you. Right. So it's kind of like just arguing the same freaking points over and over. So I've become just the guy who goes like this, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, and then kind of go, oh squirrel, let's go over here. Yeah. So I kind of understand in that aspect, but I just don't shut the person off completely. If it's, a, yeah. if it's somebody I don't know, like on the street or somebody that I'm just meeting, I don't, I won't shut them off. Like, mm, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I guess I'm thinking about it in terms of like arguing over the pandemic and, and masks and stuff like that. People get so strong on the other side of that and they get so attacky on the other side of it that if somebody's going to engage with me on that, I'm not going to, I'm just fine. Okay. I'll it's like when we were playing golf after this whole thing happened, you got people on the golf course taking pictures and videos and it's like, uh, can I help you? And they're like, you should be at home. And you're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm playing golf. I'm out in the open. Like, I'm not in a confined space. UV kills the virus. Yeah. So, it's, I don't know. So, you're not going to go build a peaceful bridge. You don't need to engage anymore with that person. You're like, that person's like, you should be be inside or at your house. Like, This is actually my least favorite topic to talk about. I'm so sick of talking about Corona. Yeah. So. And what a name, Corona. Well, it's actually I wonder COVID-19. how their business is done. Done really pretty well, actually. What, do you like, like you researched salsas. it? Because mm-hmm. I thought about that too. Because Corona is like, but Corona is a is a is a it's Spanish word, and it has to deal with the shape of the virus. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Me, Corona. Alex asked me to use the word Corona in a sentence. There you go. Could you give me a Corona? Could I you, can give you a Starbucks. I can give you a Starbucks. Okay. Well, hey, we. Uh, well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, we should have it. We should get a topic. If you get something you really want to argue about, I feel like we all kind of think the same. But the funny thing is, Morgan, you are really, really. It's it's dramatic, and this is a really good example of how dramatically you've changed. Because I think normally you would have been a little more fiery and against some of this stuff, but some of the conspiracy theory stuff and all that kind of stuff that's been coming out. That you you're now you sometimes go farther than me. In mm-hmm. some of that conspiracy stuff. I do. I go down the rabbit hole. Well, I have no reason not to believe them. <laughs> what? what conspiracy? All of them. All of them. All of Alex. them. <laughs> Pedophilia <laughs> ring. Pizzagate. Pizza all kinds gate. of stuff. Pizzagate. Adrenal crumb. What's adrenal crumb? That sounds like a dirty thing. It's where they drink the blood of babies to stay young. I, I know that was <laughs> just your face. Like, you're like, if uh, I could lose ten pounds, I'd drink the baby of anybody or drink the blood of anybody. That's not funny. No, because in my head, when he says, "I'll drink the baby of anyone," that how could, else yeah. you can lose twenty, thirty pounds without killing anybody? Stop you, eating. Diet and exercise. Oh, I do that. It just doesn't work. Intermittent fast. You're not anybody who says it's because it's they're not consistent. No. It's because yeah. you do really good for two days. Right. And then- no, I do really good for like a week to 10 days. And then it's, and then just, it's just like, eh. and then you just eat for like one day and then you don't move. But also, then, here's my theory. Are you super confident and comfortable with yourself? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Care. So who, what's your motivation? 
I don't have like any. if you're if you're comfortable and you're confident in yourself, like what do you care? I always tell myself, yeah, I should, I could lose, I could afford to lose fifty pounds. My knees would feel better, and then I'm like, eh, it's a lot of work. See, See that's I always want. I'm always like, I should lose fifteen pounds, and then I'm like, yeah, I'd still fuck me. Yeah. Well, I can't say yes because I might offend you. Well, you can't fire me. I know. There you go. I still offend you. Like, I think that people could all benefit from losing a little bit but, of weight, especially if it's like your knees and for health he reasons. Everybody could benefit from losing weight. Well, but he's manorexic, though. I know. He's not. No, no, no. Not everyone could benefit from losing weight. My apologies. I think everybody, if they're, if they're, I'm gonna shut up. Watch yourself. Yeah. Check yourself. I, I do have a filter because I know that what I'm thinking is not easily explained. Gonna it's going to come out way wrong. Overweight could afford to lose 15 pounds. But then again, what's your standard of overweight? Right. Well, and that, I wasn't going to say. My, well, it's because like my doctor basically told me, he goes, I, I said to my doctor, I go, well, you know, what's my ideal weight? He goes, okay, your height, your age. He goes, you should be 205 pounds. I go, fuck, I don't want to be 205. <laughs> I was like, I'd fucking fall over in a windstorm. I was like, you know, I've always been a bigger guy. I was like, you know, I think I got married. I was like 240 or 220, 225, 240 or something. And I'm sitting at a cool 300 now. But I mean, you I don't know look I, like your 300. You don't I look wear it all right here. It's all right here. It's a very uh, dense. I don't really care because I work out every almost every day. And I know that I'm like healthy. So if I have a few extra pounds, then. Yeah, me too. And I, that's why I didn't say what I was going to say because it's. It's, I think what I was really more or less thinking in my head was more like, there are circumstances though where health is a factor. Like yes. Lizzo yeah. should not be like, we shouldn't, I don't want to celebrate too much. Like, hey, if, as long as you feel good. There's also like inflammation and joint and blood sugar situations that people need to kind of handle. But if that's all under control, then I think you're fine. But I don't, I just don't like the celebrating of like, she's beautiful at any size. Okay, fine. Physically, yes. She Why might look gotta be beautiful. Why it got to be a she? Because that's, that's where they post most of it. Or they're beautiful at any size. Sure, they might be beautiful people on the inside, but their body is breaking down. Well, here's what I'll say to that. Problems. Here's what I'll say to that. You can hate yourself at 300 pounds just as much as you can hate yourself at 120 pounds. Right, right. So, you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate yourself. Your self-worth. Your self-worth. You've got to fix that before you start trying to change your right, outward appearance. Your self-worth and your weight should not be connected. Your self-worth... It's they're separate things. Now your weight and your and your longevity and how long you're going to actually live, the quality of your life, you know, the health, the sicknesses you're going to have, that is intertwined, and that's just, anyways. Yeah, but then you hear about the people that lived to be 110 and they had Dr Pepper and a cigarette every day. Yeah, it's a crazy so, kind of people. I want to party with them. Yeah, well, they're still alive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're still. That's true. They're always like, how long? What's the secret to living to 112? I don't know. I, I smoke a pack of Marlboros. I had every Starbucks day. every day. And uh, I love Cheetos, especially the, the flaming hot ones. He sounds like an old Jewish guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, do, he does impressions every now and then. It's cool. Oh, so yeah. He's all over the map. He's male, he's female. I mean, you know, it depends on the, <laughs> the conversation that he identifies to. I don't know. I, I consider myself Craig. gender fluid. Gender fluid. We gotta wrap this up because I gotta go. We gotta go get mine. We gotta go get your couch. Yeah. All right, okay. All right. Hey, Alex. Hey, it was a pleasure Thanks talking to you, Alex. sir. Um, we haven't talked very much, but it's good to meet you on the other Radcliffe because I know you hang out with Dave and, and Morgan more so than me. But uh, well, he doesn't really hang out with me. To be honest, he's at your house. I see him. I see him at uh, Super Bowl <laughs> and Fourth of July. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyways, this has been great. Um, thank you, everyone, and uh, yeah. Good. Appreciate it.